So I appreciate your capacity to sit in that awkwardness together um, because I think it really does teach us a lot about who we are and what we do when everything doesn't go according to plan. Because if you're like me, much of my life doesn't go according to plan. All right, I'll get back into my normal story introduction. So this past week, I went to pick up a piece of equipment at an office. I went in and I talked to the person that I had talked to on the phone. We went and saw the piece of equipment. We started to inspect it and make, it, make sure that it was exactly what we wanted to purchase. And so we had been talking for about 15, 20 minutes, going over all the specifications, customizing it to exactly what I needed. Um, and I decided that we would in fact be purchasing it. So the salesperson sent the quote unquote new guy out to get the paperwork so that I could sign and pay for it. And then we just kind of sat there in his office. Now, like I said, we'd already been together for about 20 minutes. So we had burned through most of the usual small talk conversation points. The weather, too hot. The week, a little overwhelming. And so I sat there in the silence that started to stretch longer and longer. And I heard my internal monologue say, Sean, you're literally preaching about awkwardness this Sunday. You're telling people how awkwardness is not the end of the world and how it can be a springboard for connection. And so you should probably do some connecting in this moment, right? Practice what you preach in all of that goodness. And so I started to figure, think about what I could say to break the awkwardness that had now probably stretched for 45 seconds of silence or so when the salesperson beat me to it. He looked over at me and said, I see your wedding ring. How did you meet your wife? And those of you who have been around Foothills a little bit longer will realize that I do not have a wife. Um, if I do, I have never met her, but I do have a husband. And so the awkwardness of the silence was now replaced with an awkwardness of what do I do now? I mean, he tried to bridge the connection, had felt the awkwardness that was growing and had done something to help it. And yet for me, oh my goodness, even more awkward. I mean, for me, awkwardness feels like the rest of the world starting to get a little bit fuzzy. And you notice kind of that decline in the outer world as if a kind of spotlight begins to blaze down only on you, kind of blinding you, putting you on display. The world kind of stops to gawk at you as you're encompassed by the awkwardness of your own experience. And as everything slows down around you, what I notice in myself is there's a ramping up of all of my thoughts, right? Those racing thoughts. Wait, what are you gonna do now? What should you be doing? How are you gonna respond? Oh my goodness, is this as awkward as I think it is? Those kind of emotions that begin with maybe simple confusion or discomfort, discomfort quickly spiral into fear and judgment and shame and revulsion. And there you are stuck in the middle of this racing thoughts in this slow down space. So I took a breath 
and started to think to myself, why is this awkward? I mean, am I afraid of the judgment of this stranger if I correct him for his assumption? I mean, I felt kind of helpless. I didn't know what to do. There was also a little heartbreak in there, right? Like, hey, it's 2021. Are we still making these assumptions about each other? And while I know that it is Pride Month, happy Pride, everyone, it also can be exhausting to come out of the closet over and over again, especially with people that you're probably never going to see again. So the awkwardness of that moment also was a, bled into a bit of resentment or maybe a bit, of, a bit of shame. I mean, if I was a better homo, I'd confidently correct him real fast. Now, moments like these, I'm sure we all have our own stories and Many of you have already shared them in the chat this morning. Those awkward moments in which we don't know what to do. When we feel that spotlight shine down, those thoughts start to race. Now, when I was a youth in our UU youth group, we had something that we did when something was awkward. When that moment arose or when someone was telling a story of something awkward, it was called the awkward turtle. Now, the awkward turtle is a very sacred hand gesture that I'm going to invite you to practice with me. What it is, is you take one of your hands and you place the other hand over it, and you kind of put it down like this, and then you spin your thumbs back and forth. So I'll give you a demonstration. Awkward turtle. And so you would use the awkward turtle when something awkward happened. You would go, oh, awkward turtle. Apparently, the hand gesture is supposed to mimic uh, the turtle being turned on its back, kind of flailing to try to get up back and right itself so that it can move away from danger. And I did go on a really great 30-minute exploration of the internet trying to find the origin, but it's much in dispute. So that's a story for another time. But us being those 16-year-olds in youth group, who were either band geeks, debaters, or theater kids, or sometimes all three, you can probably imagine that we had many, many awkward moments. Many moments in which the awkward turtle was deployed with vigor. Now, I think the awkward turtle was a powerful social convention because in one motion, it conveyed two powerful truths. First, it named the awkwardness that was being felt in the room, releasing people from the fear that they may be alone in experiencing it. And two, it gave everyone an out, a way out of the awkwardness by acknowledging it in a lighthearted way. Wasn't shaming, it wasn't silencing, but it simply named it and said, This is kind of funny that something is awkward is happening. Now, social scientists say that awkwardness or our experience of it is actually an early social warning system. An early social warning system alerting us to our social experience, honing in on it telling us that there is a divergence from our expectations, our desires, or our wants. I mean, think about it. The awkward moments that you have, probably 
the majority of them come because your expectations, your desires, your wants are different than what actually happened. I mean, you walked into a room expecting to feel you could meet anyone or that you were going to be around people you know and you realize you don't know anyone. Kind of awkward. Someone serves you a, some food that they've spent a lot of time preparing and you realize that you can't eat it because of a dietary restriction. Someone says something unkind or makes an assumption about you and you're not sure how to respond. You didn't expect it to happen. Or in this time of COVID reintegration where people are in different steps of what safety precautions they're taking. I mean, do you wear a mask? Do you not? How close do we stand to one another? Is it okay to be inside with other people? I mean, I feel awkward just going into a store and seeing people without masks even though I know it's kind of safe now for the most part. I think this transition of our COVID lives into real life or out of the digital space, the space in which our social circles were small into the world in which we see each other face to face has been an awkward one. But I wanna ask all of you, I want you to kind of raise your hand or you know, wave in Zoom. How many of you feel like you have an awkward moment every day? I'm gonna look over there. All right, I'd say about like 30, 40%. What about like at least every few days or like every week? There's at least one moment that you're like, yeah. Okay, so I would say the majority of us, even maybe that's unanimously, the majority of us feel a sense of awkwardness at least every week. I'm gonna have one more question for you. I want you to type into the chat where you experience most of your awkward moments. So think back over the past few weeks, even the past few days, where has it been that you've experienced those awkward moments? Those times in which you're like, ugh, my expectations and reality, they don't exactly match up. In the workplace, church, meet your neighbor time, yeah, at the store, work, interacting with your team. Yeah. I bet there's awkwardness on both sides of that experience. In my neighborhood, when your expectations or what you want to do for the day don't match other people's, when you're talking with our neighbors, when you open your mouth and forget what you're going to say. Yes, that happens to me a lot. Sometimes even when I'm preaching, forgetting your mask in the library, I forget things all the time. It's people you don't know very well. That's definitely true, right? You don't have that social rapport and know what to say or how to respond and people can throw you kind of curveballs. Sometimes just when you open your mouth, I appreciate the honesty. Well, here's the kind of truth of the matter. Life is awkward. And the pain of the awkwardness doesn't mean that something is necessarily wrong. Or as our shame complex would tell us, that we are somehow wrong or defective for experiencing shame. I mean, think about it. We have bodies that make noises, emit gases from multiple openings. We have brains that mix up names, tongues that get tied, and sometimes get diluted by conspiracies or bigotry. We have hearts that blurt out awkward truths before we're really ready to share them. We mistake each other's signals and get out of practice 
in relating to other humans? I mean, how close should I stand? What do I do when I don't know what to say? Um, I've forgotten your name again and I should know it. Or I think I recognize you, but I've only seen you with a mask or on Zoom. And so it's weird to see you with a body. Life is awkward and there is a freedom when we embrace that truth, because when those awkward moments come along, we can just rest in the knowledge that it is not because we are failing. It is because we're human. And thank goodness for that. But of course, awkwardness doesn't come just from when our expectations and reality diverge. It also can come when there's a transgression of boundaries, ours, each other's, or society's. I mean, when we can't stand in our own integrity, awkwardness tends to show up too. Awkwardness in those moments points us towards that there has been some sort of violation of our boundaries. When someone says something racist, repeats a hateful stereotype, assumes without your consent what you want to have done to your body, makes assumptions about who you are in a painful way, all of these create an awkwardness that isn't just about expectations, it is about integrity. And so in those moments, we too have the opportunity to think of how we respond knowing that it is part of the human condition that we rub up against each other and transgress each other's boundaries, that doesn't mean that it is okay. So when we arrive at those awkward moments, at the awkward turtle junction, as I like to call it, and especially when it is awkward because of our expectations and not because of those transgressions of boundaries, I think we have three ways that we can respond. Now, the first way is a way that I unconsciously go, which is to the place of the slippery slope of shame, right? This is when the awkward moment becomes yet another example of trumped up evidence of our own inherent unworthiness that sends us into that deeper and deeper space of shame. I don't know if I can get a little wave from Zoom of how many of you sometimes go to that slippery slope of shame when awkwardness shows up. I mean, when we don't feel practiced in our social skills, yes, the awkward snowball. I like that, Beth, the awkward snowball. When we don't feel practiced in our social skills and suddenly we feel completely defective. That's not the only place we can go. The second place I like to go, or I aspire to go, is to bridge towards connection. It's when that awkward moment doesn't have to be the death spell for the interaction, but actually can be a bridge. And simply sometimes acknowledging the awkwardness of saying, hey, this is kind of awkward, I forget your name. I know I should know it, but it's just not in here right now, I'm sorry. You know, creating a little vulnerability in the moment or naming it with the help of the awkward turtle can help bridge towards a sense of connection, allowing us to figure out and orient together how we're going to respond. So we can either go to the slippery slope of shame, we can go to that bridge of connection, or we can also know that the momentary awkwardness is not worth 
sacrificing our integrity, that we can choose the path of integrity, which means sometimes we don't absolve each other of the pain of awkwardness. When someone says something oppressive, something really hurtful, it can be easy or can be sometimes our first line of response to just try to make the awkwardness go away, make a joke, change the conversation. But sometimes we need to withstand the awkwardness and actually sit in it longer, not giving someone a get out of jail free card, but saying, hey, that's kind of an awkward thing to say, or that's, that doesn't make me feel very good not allowing those comments to pass and actually extending the awkwardness can actually prompt someone to reconsider their thoughts and their actions. So here's my challenge for you this week. Don't let awkwardness be the death spell for an interaction, but in fact, allow it to be a chance for growth. So when you notice that you're feeling awkward, I want you to first name it to yourself. Say, whoa, I'm feeling awkward. Second, try to withstand the reactive knee-jerk impulses to dissipate the awkwardness as quickly as possible. And experiment with choosing an intentional response, bridging towards connection with some vulnerability or wonder, or standing and staying in your integrity, not allowing someone off the hook because you're uncomfortable with the situation you're in. Now, as for me, I kind of failed at this experiment this week. When the person asked me about my wife, I said, oh, we, uh, we met at church, which isn't a lie. It's the truth. And my husband now has very long hair, so maybe if this person sees us out somewhere, they might be mistaken as well if their gender norms are as they were. but I decided that I could stay in my integrity and not have to come out to someone. And I was okay with that. So I chose that kind of pathway to integrity, that that person, I'm not, I don't owe them my story. And so I felt okay with just leaving it like that. Thank goodness the paperwork arrived very quickly after that so that I could get out of there because I'm still practicing this. So when you see that person after a long pandemic time, where our circles of connections have shrank and we've been reduced to screens or our interactions have been muffled by masks, when we forget someone's name, I invite us to risk the awkwardness, to push aside the shame, to say something like, I'm sorry, I really should know this, but what is your name? Because maybe we're in the same boat, actually. Maybe we're all just seeking connection seeking to stand in our own integrity, but we need each other's help to figure out how. Amen and blessed be.